Hey everybody, it's Brian. So this is one of those rare instances where, where I'm, I'm coming in at the top of the show, and uh, believe it or not, this time I'm actually not trying to sell you anything. Uh, just wanted to know, let you guys know what the, the situation is with this particular episode. Uh, you downloaded it, you may or may not have looked at the, the description and the Tumblr page, you know that it's a bonus episode, and the reason why this is a bonus episode is because this one, uh, well, a number of reasons. Um, you will be able to hear immediately from the call quality that this one was done entirely over the phone, which is, uh, you know, a very rare rare thing for us. Uh, in fact, it's something that we haven't actually done since the second episode. I'm willing, I feel like I can make an exception because this is a bonus episode, um, also because this wasn't actually originally intended to be an RIYL episode. This was actually something that I did for uh, for my day job, uh, which is running editorial for techtimes.com. I interviewed Mike Mignola. He's got a new, new issue of Hellboy in Hell coming out in a couple weeks, and uh, we, we ran that as a Q&A, and I thought, oh, it's such a good interview, um, and you know, I enjoyed speaking with him so much. I think it turned out so well that it'd be nice to just run it in full here on this, uh, on this very podcast. Um, so if you do like this episode, if you're a Mike Mignola fan at all, please do check out the, the interview over at techtimes.com. We'll put a link over in the Tumblr. Um, you can also check out, uh, I reviewed the, uh, the, the new issue, uh, number seven of Hellboy in Hell, which is also quite fantastic if you're a, a fan of his work. So check that out as well. Um, you know, in the meantime, uh, just, uh, I guess, kick back and do, uh, do whatever you do, whatever it is you do when you listen to uh, a podcast. And uh, hopefully you will enjoy this, uh, this, this little bonus episode with Mike Mignola. How are you doing? I'm fine. Great. First question, that's easy. Yep. All right. All right. Move well, on. Oh, that's all I had. <laughs> um, so I, I, I uh, well, thank you for taking the time. I, I assume that you are in, incredibly busy. How many, how many series are you working on right now? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, to me, my main thing is I'm working on Hellboy in Hell, yeah. but most of my time is spent doing bits and pieces of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to getting back to working on Hellboy in Hell. I, I, I this is like a very like logistical question, but how how do you budget your time when you're working on all these different things? Um, well, I mean, it's it's it really is a matter of you know they send me a list of deadlines, mm-hmm. uh, so I've always got that on my drawing table, so I know what you know what they need. Um, but on the the overall story stuff, most of the stuff is is really in the hands of mm. um, the real writers. You know, when I when when I'm listed as co-writer, it generally means I mean, it, you know, it means different things for on different books, but generally it means that I've discussed at some point the direction of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, on something like, like the the uh, but it, you know but it varies like something on the the uh, Hellboy BPRD nineteen fifty two I actually wrote the plot for that so so that's a, a big chunk of time if I actually have to do real writing Frankenstein I had to really write um, but most of the stuff you know Scott Alley and I discuss Abe Sapien every once in a while but in real broad strokes we probably had a really big conversation about Abe Sapien way back at the beginning mm-hmm. every once in a while John Arcudi and I and I would have a big discussion about the direction of the BPRD um but for the most part Abe is in Scott's hands uh BPRD is in John's hands um 
Chris Robeson and I are, are, are discussing direction for the, the 53 book. So, um, the, the Hellboy VPRD 53 book. Um, so yeah, everything's in various stages and I just, I, I just end up putting out little fires or answering little questions or doing covers or doing some design work or, you know, commenting on somebody's thumbnails. You know, just, there's a lot of little stuff. So they're, you know, but it somehow that all adds up to me not getting any real work done. Do, do you, do you re, do you end like in the end, I mean, you know, whether or not before or after it's published, do you, do you, do you actually have the time to read every single thing that comes out under your name? Um, boy, should I admit that I don't? <laughs> uh, it is certainly my intention. Yeah. Uh, I'm well aware of the stories uh, sometimes, I mean, there, there's a pile of trade paperbacks that I haven't read front to back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at some point I've discussed the stories or I've read bits and pieces of them. Um, but, but actually sitting down and reading them t- cover to cover, man, that I probably haven't done with a lot of the stuff. Do you have you had, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to name any specific instances, but have you, have you found, have there been any occasions where it's you know something has come out and you've read it and it's just been like for whatever reason hasn't felt true to the character that you've kind of had to go back and 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 talk to the writer about it? Um, not really, because once once a book is handed over, I mean the the beauty is we have so few writers that we're working with. Yeah. So by the time we have those writers. Um, I'm really comfortable with those guys, and I've also kind of turned a mental corner and said, it's their book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, my job is to steer it in a particular direction, but I'm not going to micromanage. And I try not to do that with the artist either, um, because, again, with the artist, it's really easy to kind of go in and start saying, and I remember this especially when, when Duncan Fergredo first started, started drawing Hellboy, looking at his pages and going, yeah, could you move the sword a quarter of an inch this way, and wouldn't it be better if his foot was over here? And then you realize they'll quit. <laughs> you know, nobody is going to put up with that kind of shit. I wouldn't put up with that kind of shit. Um, there is stuff, uh, certain artists I work with, where they're kind of looking for my comments on layouts and thumbnails and stuff like that. So there's there's some of that. Uh, ben Stenbeck and I, for whatever reason, we work much more closely on his layouts and things. Um, but, you know, and again, that, that would only be on books that I'm writing myself. Um, you know, so it, 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 it varies, but I, you know, my, my whole thing with this stuff is hire really good people, um, and then try not to get in their way. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there have been one or two instances where something just didn't work. Yeah. Something really went off the rails. I do trust Scott Alley to catch most of that stuff, and every once in a while, especially if people start to intrude on my territory, like, uh... There's some stuff that's coming up on in BPRD that gets really close to some of the stuff. It, it deals with some of the issues during Hellboy and Hell. Mm-hmm. So those are pages that Scott Alley sends me and says, yeah, you got to read these. you got to make sure that these jibe with what you're doing. When, when you say your stuff, you mean specifically what you're working on at any given time? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the you know, it's still I'm still the keeper of the and the creator, I guess, of the mythology, mm-hmm. the big picture in all these books. So 
if we do stuff that deals with the the history or the mythology or you know specifics about hell i mean i'm the only guy who knows how the hell hell works uh and i'm the only guy who knows all the hyperborean history and 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 stuff like that um so the more books deal with that stuff the more people kind of have to check with me or also when we do broad stroke stuff when we start discussing certain story ideas i that's where i will kind of go oh here's this chunk of history that has never been revealed in the comics but yeah. i've got it in, you know in the back of my head if we're going to do this kind of story can we bring in this this and this can we reference this can we uh reference what the russians were doing then um so in a way, I don't look at the specific books. I look at the gigantic overall picture, and which I think is actually one of the things that maybe makes this line of books pretty unique, mm-hmm. that even though they're radically different books, they do share this common history and mythology, which I'm kind of trying to keep going in all the different books. Well, you know, the, the, the character's been around for, you know, I guess uh, more than 20 years at this point. How, how far into the future, like, how, how, how much of that mythology did you really sort of sit down and, and craft from the, from the beginning? Well, certainly none at the beginning. I had, I had n- almost none at the beginning, and it just, it just kind of snowballed. Mm. Um, I think by the end of the first miniseries, you know, certainly, but I, I guess I had I'd come up with a really rough idea of a certain creation myth, which yeah. is why at the opening sequence in in the first Hellboy series, you get uh, this thing about the Ogs of Jihad with these big crystal things. So I'd come up with that. I'd come up with a a a, a creation myth uh, based on a little bit of research I did. Uh, you know, I, I came up with a creation myth that I kind of knew would run behind all the books, but you know, it it. There wasn't. It wasn't really fleshed out. And then, yeah, especially I think with the second, the second Hellboy miniseries, Wake the Devil, feels like the one where I put a whole lot more pieces on the board. I mean, that's the one where Hellboy ends up being the Beast of the Apocalypse, and then we bring in, you know, the, the a lot of the prophecies and stuff. Really, all that that stuff really started exploding on the second miniseries because with the first miniseries, I didn't know there would be a second one. You know, it's like, we don't know if this thing's going to work. I figure it's only going to last the four issues and no one's going to buy it. And then I'll be drawing Batman or something again. <laughs> and then with the second, by the time I did the second miniseries, it was like, maybe I'm going to be able to get away with this. Okay, let's put a lot more pieces on the board. Um, and, you know, and because we're planning to be here for a while. The 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 the, 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 the series that you're working on right now is a lot of things seem to be coming to a head. How long is how long has this been like for, from a story standpoint? How long has this particular book been in the works? Uh, the Hellboy and Hell stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it certainly has changed radically since I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, when I started my idea, I mean, before I actually started drawing it, when I, when, when I decided that we were going to kill him off, you know, I really did think Hellboy in Hell was just going to be a parade of odd little stories yeah. where Hellboy meandered around and had little adventures. And you see some of that. It's sort of like, like Dante almost. Of, 
Which? <laughs> like Dante almost, just sort of walking through in these weird weird little encounters. With well, but even though Dante, there was kind of a purpose to where sure. he was going, sure. and I really kind of wanted to do something very similar to what I had done in, in all the other Hellboy short stories, where they're just standalone stories. Uh, I wanted to kind of ditch the big mythology stuff. And then as I got closer to doing it, I realized, well, we've got a... We've got, a, we've got a lot of stuff that, we, that has to get done. So we might as well do that stuff and get it out of the way. And then, you know, when I had him kill Satan, which was going to be something that was just kind of like not dealt with, that thing kind of took over the book or yeah. is taking over the book. It became, it became kind of a big deal. So the, the Hellboy and Hell stuff, at one point it, it expanded quite a bit because there was this, suddenly this gigantic, almost epic journey. And then uh, an interesting happen, thing happened where some of that stuff started collapsing in on itself, so the story's actually condensed quite a bit. So I've, I've had a list of things that had to get done, and it's, it's kind of, the, the list hasn't changed, but how I'm dealing with that list is changing. So right now, the, the, the whole Hell and Hell thing is starting to compact down at least the part of it that deals with, you know, here's your destiny, here are these things you have to do. Uh, part of that may be impatience on my part to yeah. just say, I wanna, I, I'd love to give, you know, give Hellboy a break. I'd love to get all that kind of shit that has to get done, get that out of the way, and then give this guy a vacation. <laughs> It's it, it's it's interesting to hear you describe it like that. You know, you said that a couple of times of like getting these plot points out of the way. So like you you know you're you've got this story that you're 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 working toward, but these are just things that you want to just um, just kind of deal with and move on to what you really want to be working on. Well, yeah, it's it's I I I, I mean that's one of the, one of the real beauties of the uh, the Hellboy and the, the new Hellboy and the BPRD series is dealing with a character who's much less complicated, yeah. uh, who doesn't have these gigantic prophecies hanging over his head, mm-hmm. and you know. But what I'm dealing with on the Hellboy and Hell stuff is, oh my God, I got to pay out, pay off all these things that I've been hinting at. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, there's a line in one of one of the comics, uh, and this is before Hellboy and Hell, somewhere in the regular Hellboy series, uh, somebody starts yakking on about the Beast of the Apocalypse stuff, and Hellboy says, like, you know, that's it. I don't want to hear another word about that. I'm not that. I'm never going to be that. And that was actually me <laughs> saying to the other part of my brain that brought it up, the Hellboy part of my brain is going, no, no, we're not going to do that anymore. Stop talking about that shit. Just why do we keep opening that can of worms? Uh, but once that can of worms is out there, you kind of have to deal with it. Yeah. You can't just go, eh, never mind. I got tired of that idea. Is, is, that, just, is, that, because of, is that because of the readers, you know, that, that they have certain expectations of things that need to be dealt with? You know, it's, I don't know that it's the reader as much as it's me yeah. saying, okay, you've created this thing. You need to s- resolve it. You know, I brought up stuff about what Hellboy's hand is, even though the readers never said, dude, what's the deal with that giant hand? <laughs> nobody brought that up. So I started doing stories about what the hand was, even though nobody apparently was, was, was curious about it. So I won't say I don't care what the readers think, but really, this book is about me telling this particular story, um, and so far, the, the readers seem to be, you know, 
fine with it and following along with it, but I'm really trying to resolve it all to my satisfaction. You know, I, I, looking at the artwork, and I've noticed this with, with your stuff sort of um, over the years, it's, it seems like you are in a lot of ways becoming, you know, a little, little, little more minimalist or a little more, you know, a lot interested in, in um, expressing more with, with just sort of fewer, fewer shapes. Is that, I mean, what is that, is that partially because you're working on so much at any one time or is that just the way that you're no it's not really i mean i think given all the time in the world i would still draw the way i draw Mm -hmm. um it's more about just pure storytelling uh composition page design um the uh, certain you know creating rhythms you know and and thing it's all about storytelling so the fussiness that says oh i got to i really want to render the hell out of this shoe or this well it would never be a shoe cuz they're rough feet but you know just there are certain things that in 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 previous years i would have been just focusing on oh i really want to draw this one particular thing and now my thought process really is what serves the storytelling the best. So, you know, if I can get the drawing as simple as possible, it's all about simple, clear readability and not, hey, stop and look at me draw the shit out of this thing. There are some things in hell where I, I, I spent a tremendous amount of time drawing certain backgrounds, drawing these cities and things, because I, I really did, I do need to sell the idea of what this place is. But everybody knows what Hellboy looks like. You know, I don't, for me to sit there and say, oh, wait, I've got to draw the shit out of his belt. Who gives a shit? You know, it's, he's red. He's got a coat. He's got the tail. We know who he is. Let's just, you know, that's enough to sell who he is. You know, pr- rather than facial expressions, a lot of the concern, you know, concern goes into, you know, what angle this character's at. You know, is he leaning? Is he doing this? Are we shooting him from this angle or this angle or this angle? That's where the storytelling is, not, you know, oh, you've got to put more hairs on his arm. But, but in a certain way, you know, for so many artists, I mean, that is, that's the ultimate goal is to make things look as, as effortless as possible. And you've, and, and you've been doing this long enough that you've really you've, you've gotten to that point. I don't know if it is as effortless as, as it looks. I mean, you know, maybe it is because... It's certainly not. It's not. Okay. If it looks effortless, that's great. It's, there's, <laughs> there's, I don't know that I've done anything in, in my entire career that was actually effortless. Yeah. Uh, maybe once or twice. But, um, no, a lot of work goes into getting it down to those minimal yeah. shapes. Uh, I wanted to. I, I, I there. I have this like note. David gave me these like talking points, and there's this uh, funny thing on here. And this is this sort of relates to what we were talking about. But he mentions the cover of issue eight is a inspired by a plastic Halloween decoration. I, I, you know what? I just wrote him a note last night and said, "Why did you do that? It's not a story. It's it's something my editor apparently thought was funny. Um, the the mummy cat." I Googled mummified cats, Uh and at some point I saw on Facebook that a friend of mine had a Halloween decoration of a cat skeleton, so I went, ooh, i got to get that. But So some some of the reference for the cat is based on this toy cat skeleton, but really mostly it was just a lot of horrific pictures of of mummified cats because you can – yeah. Find all that shit when you Google images. I can't. Your your Google image history must just be <laughs> must be atrocious. 
I, you know, it's 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 getting there, but mostly the I've been I've I've just had I've got this whole file cabinet full of stuff that I've wanted to use, and and now especially when I'm you know that I'm I'm doing the hell stuff, really so many pictures I've been putting aside saying oh I really want to draw this someday. I mean that's kind of what my version of hell is made of. It's yeah. just made entirely of stuff, the old buildings and things, just really stuff I've always wanted to draw. It's it's sort of like a it's like a it's sort of like a junk store of of all the weird stuff you found. Yeah, what's the inside of my head? I mean, it's you know, it's it's Hellboy didn't really go to hell; he just went to the inside of my head. That's that's terrifying. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what the inside. I, of I, I actually, like. if you consider what the Earth is like yeah. in the BPRD book, sure. hell is actually a much more pleasant yeah. place. Yeah. Were were you? Is this um? Has this been? kind of a lifelong obsession with you like uh, drawing wise is i mean you know before i mean before you even got into comics were you drawn to grotesqueries no and again i don't think of myself as being particularly grotesque it's it's, everything's very old-fashioned but i don't really draw a lot of real at least in my mind Mm -hmm. grotesque stuff i draw a lot of grim stuff i draw skeletons and things but but really it's not what anything I would consider grotesque, unless you're talking about a real, like, old, like, 17th century version of when, when you say things are grotesque. But for me, it's like the gothic stuff, the moody stuff, the yeah. mysterious stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, since I was a kid, since I read Dracula, I mean, that's kind of been my, my world, you know. That's, that's always mm-hmm. been the stuff I wanted to draw, which is why, you know, half halfway through my my career, or maybe two-thirds of the way through my career, before Hellboy, you know, that, that Marvel DC years. When I started doing superhero stuff, which I never really wanted to do, and I never thought I was any good at, when that Gotham by Gaslight book came along, that's when I had to do that book, because that was the, the first time where I said, I got to show people the kind of work that, I'm really, that I really want to do, and, and kind of re you know, reestablish, you know, or, or establish, you know, the kind of artist I want to be known for. Is, is, is Hellboy as a character still fun to draw? Yeah, it's amazing to me. I mean, because before I did Hellboy, I'd never drawn any one character mm-hmm. for more than a year. Uh, but no, I still love drawing that guy. Uh, I, I, gotta, I gotta ask you about, you know, this, all, this, all this talk around a third a third film um, is, is that, uh, I mean, are, are, are you, are you, I assume that you're also pushing for that as well? I mean, I would be, you know, I'm not, I'm not certainly not pushing as hard as Ron is, yeah. um, you know, but I, I, I would be fine if it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what my involvement would yeah. be because even with the second film, it had gotten so far removed from, you know, the comic that there was really no reason for me to be there. Um, and so if, if a third one went further in that direction, I mean, it's, you know, they have the rights to do it. Yeah. They don't need my permission. Um, I, certainly I would love to see something that's, that's, that's closer in feel to the work I've done. You know, I, I would love, you know, to, to rein it back towards, you know, what the comic is like. Um, I, I couldn't see that happening with Del Toro because he's just taken it so far sure. a different direction. Um, but I mean, nothing's in the works now. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully something will happen. Um, but, um, you know, were you, I, I, 
I don't know. Were, were you able to enjoy the second one? It's just sort of you know objectively as a fan. Uh, no, no. Well, again, I can't enjoy either one as a fan yeah. because I was there. You know, yeah. it's to me they're like home movies. You know, when I look at the movies, I go, "Oh yeah, that was the day that this this." I, I was on the set for so much of them that you just go, "Oh yeah, it was cold as shit that day." Oh, that was the third take. I like the second take better. Um, and with the second one, there's just so much stuff that I that I begged him not to do that he did anyway. Mm. It's really difficult for me to watch the second one. Yeah. So it's it's still you know it's. It, it, it's it's. I mean, you know, obviously, obviously, he's a, a really good director, but it's it's hard to divorce yourself of the fact that these are the things that you created in the first place. Yeah, I mean, at some point, some part of it, it is easy because it it bears so little resemblance to your work yeah. that you kind of forget it's even Hellboy. Mm. Um, at least for me. Um, but also with the second movie, he and I had come up with an idea for what the second movie was going to be, which was radically different than what he ended up doing. Mm -hmm. So part of me can still see the movie that we were going to do, mm. uh, which was much more, which much darker and much more supernatural yeah. and not, and, and not as broad humor as the, as the second film ended up being. But, I mean, it, he, you know, he's great, and people love that movie, and it's just, I'm too close to it. Yeah. I mean, it's, at some point, at some point you, you have to sort of take stock in, you know, not only this, this, like, this huge franchise that you've built in comics and the fact that there have been these, these, these two you know, major, major motion pictures and the, the dinosaur thing happened recently. And it, at some point, you just have to sort of step back and like, just appreciate that. Like, oh, what, yeah. The I mean, it's, it's certainly nothing I can complain about. And I know I, I do sometimes kind of rag on the second movie too much. But I, was, I, I have been so fortunate to have a filmmaker like Del Toro interested enough in this property that he, I mean, in both cases, he really fought to make those movies. Yeah. Uh, and people love those movies. So that's great. It's, it, it's, it's more important that the public like those movies than than me. They didn't make them for me. Sure. Um, and one thing I'm also really happy with, considering how radically different even the first movie is from the comic, uh, the fact that the fans of the comics seem to be you know, to fans of the movie also. Because yeah. uh, you know, even on the first movie, Del Toro and I were talking about, geez, they're going to lynch us when they find out <laughs> about the love interest and all this other stuff. But uh, you know, people seem fine with it. You, you sort of had to keep your head down, I guess, a bit, and and you know, and not not let the not let the direction of the movies impact the comics. It was something I was very very specific about. That that in fact there were things I did in the comics that I wasn't going to do, but since he had done his version of it in the movie, mm -hmm. like this whole reveal of the Agu Jihad, which was something I was never going to do, but I I went in and dealt with that mythology. Mm. Uh, more than I would have had he not brought it up in the movie. Be not because I wanted it to be like the movie, but because I wanted to be very clear about how different my stuff was yeah. than the movie. You had your own version of that story to tell. Yeah, I mean, if Del if I don't know if he did it on purpose, but Duncan started drawing Hellway when Hellway would smoke with this really fat object. And I tried to say to him a couple times, he smokes a cigarette. He only smokes cigars in the movie. You know, it's like yeah. I wanted to make oh, those differences really clear. Yeah. But he drew the object so big that I think eventually we made it a cigar. Yeah. And, 
you know, but anytime I draw, I'm certainly in hell, he's smoking a cigarette. Just, I, I want to make those differences as clear as possible. There you go. That was uh, Mike Mignola. Thanks so much to him for taking the time to do that. What a delight. He's always, you know, I've spoken to a few times, him a few times before, and every single time it's, it's, it's completely wonderful. Thank you so much to him. Uh, thanks to, uh, to, to David at Superfan PR for setting that up. Thanks to Dark Horse for helping uh, facilitate that as well. Uh, you know, I, I, I always thank Brian here for editing the show together. This is actually, uh, I wanted to, to save him the trouble of having to do two episodes this week, so I just went ahead and cobbled this thing together myself. So any horrible technical difficulties that you've heard are, are 100% my fault, so you can uh, send all of your email to me at rawildcast at gmail.com, or if you have nice things to say, you can also send them to rawildcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Tumblr. It's rawildcast.tumblr.com. Uh, to like we've uh, not like us well i guess you could like us on itunes um but while you're there uh give us a, a star rating as well uh we much much appreciated if you uh, have liked the show thus far and um you know if you enjoyed this little bonus episode let, let, let me know because you know i'd like to do more of these in the in, in the in the coming weeks uh hellboy and hell is out i think in a week or two uh, number seven is out in a week or two on Dark Horse. Definitely worth checking that out. You can check out all the past issues over at the uh, Dark Horse Comicsology app. It's a really wonderful series. Um, it's it's up there with some of the best Hellboy books uh, around. Uh, what else? Uh, Facebook. You can like us over there. Uh, I think that's about uh, all. I think that's about all I got this week. So uh, stick around. We'll be back actually in a, just about a few days with another episode of R.I.Y.L. 